Slice Audio. Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Vikings! Your Minnesota Vikings. Skull, baby! Skull! Five, six, seven, eight. Mm, um. Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess. Bop, bop, we, we finally processed our loss. Yeah. Um, How you doing, Stitch? How you feeling over there? I feel a little bit better. Do you? But you know what I mean. Like, it still kind of hurts. We just watched the. Some real good teams over this weekend for the divisional Some. round. Everybody but the Giants were pretty good. Yeah, and everybody but the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, we'll talk about that. But I think the first thing to say is welcome. Welcome. To the Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ. Obviously, our season is over, but we got what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We fired Ed Donatel. Yeah, a defensive coordinator. I will say this, and in a in a about the Ed Donatel firing or handling of it, mm-hmm. I really respect the way our team handled that. I think one of the things that are lost in the NFL is it is a business, and they it like because it's this business and because it's the big money and it's all this thing. They it, it feels like they have the right to take the human out of it and just fire and or just move on. And, and no explanation or be rude about it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. I Maybe they held on too long. They were a little too Minnesota nice about it. But at least when, even when he said, the, I can't word for word his, his uh, KOC, KOC thing. statement. But yeah. he's like, you know, after careful consideration and looking it over, we're just going in a different direction. He didn't say it's because he sucked. He didn't say, not, he didn't say nothing and they just like the next day fired him. No, yep. they took that week. Yep. Looked at it, was like, "Hey, is it him or is it our team? Is it what?" And then they realized, you know what? You're not going in the direction we want to go with. Whatever that might be, we don't know. We're not in those meeting rooms, and it's okay. But I really respect the way they treated Ed Donatel like a human being, like he is, mm-hmm. and 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 are moving forward in their search for it for a, a new a defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, because you know, finishing 30th ranked in the defense and sixth in offense is not going to get it done. No, which is why. We made the Giants look really good, and then they looked really bad against you know the a, a top defense as the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, That's... but at least we're moving forward with that. I think they'll take their time because they know. But you know, yeah. uh, there's just so many things that we can talk about because I don't think we had such a magical year and it was it just ended so abruptly, which was disappointing. And now we have all these. You know, salary cap issues. What are we going to do with Adam Thielen? What are we going to do with Zedaria Smith? What are we going to do with Eric Kendricks? What are we going to do with Daniil Hunter? All these big names that made big plays for us throughout the year for our magical season. And our schedule next year is going to be tough. It's because we finish in the top of our division. So we get to play all four teams that are in the the championship Sunday. Mm -hmm. All four of them. Good. I know you got to beat the best. You got to beat the, if you yep. want to be the best. You got to beat the best. I understand that, but I'm just saying like, yeah, things were outlined for us to be successful this year, which yeah. is we were. And I mean, we had some heart attacks, but obviously we didn't want to lose. I just don't think. It, it, I just don't think. You know, this year I believed in it too. I always said who we playing, but man, I knew our defense just we. You can't go far with that. No, no, no. you can't. And and you kept thinking next week our defense is going to step up because they showed they were getting a little bit better there for a second. Yeah, and they were doing pretty good. And then we did that Cowboys thing, 
And then the next week they came out and the defense played actually a little bit better. And you're like, oh, okay, Ed Domtel, is, he's, he's changing, he's adapting, he's making some changes. And then it, it never really actually did, and, no. it, and it got worse. And it sucks to look back at this year like you're saying how magical it is and look back at it and be like, we were a, a little bit better defense away from possibly being undefeated, possibly being like way going deeper in the playoffs. We should have been able to beat the Giants. You know what I mean? You think so. And uh, some of the teams we've lost to, like the Lions and the Packers, those two losses, I feel like with a little bit better defense that we could have, should have had, we were possibly a coordinator away, we wouldn't have had those losses. Yeah. And, and that's the difference in, in the year and our season and then who knows what's going to happen this next season? You mentioned players being gone, uh, you know, salary cap issues, all that stuff. JJ's needing a payday. Yeah, it's like, well, JJ. Good thing is JJ is under contract for another two years. So, right. But I mean, we want to try to probably extend him sooner rather than later, so we can figure out some of this stuff. But what was uh, speaking of wide receivers? Did you catch the beef? Stefan Diggs at the end of the game. Yeah. What did he I don't know what that is about. I think it's just classic Stefan Diggs, man. You know, he's upset. He's a fiery player. We know that. I yep. know a lot of Minnesota fans are like happy that we don't have him anymore, but I've always been a big fan of Stefan. He's got yeah. a special heart. He's passionate. He's passionate, fiery guy, you know, and he had I, I don't know his stat line, but he had ten targets but only three receptions. So it wasn't that Josh wasn't trying to get him the ball. I yeah. just think that he was frustrated because the Bengals are a top defense, man. The yeah. Bengals, I told you all de- all year long, man, got to watch out for those Bengals. Yeah. Best team in the AFC, in my opinion, and yeah. they will probably show it again this Sunday um, against the Chiefs because Chiefs said Patrick Mahomes has never beat Joe Burrow. Wow. Never. That's going to be wild. It's only been three games, but hey, 3-0, Bengals. My, my buddy A.A.A. Rick, Eric Lopez is a huge Bengals fan, always has been, so he's having the time of his life the last year and this year, and they might. Dude, the Bengals look pretty strong against the Bills. Yeah, I mean, they just completely dominated their offense and defensive line. Like, they didn't, but they couldn't do so anything. So did the Chiefs. The Chiefs look pretty strong, too. The even only, though, yep, even though Mahomes rolled up his ankle. Yeah, you got to worry about that, too. That's a real thing. Also, the Chiefs' defense is just, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, it's good enough to, yeah. to do it because their offense is so good, but yeah. their defense is probably the worst in the championship. It could have been us, bro. We could have had a defense that's good enough and our offense could have took us. But So who's going to be the guy? That's what we got to figure out. We yeah. have um, requested to interview three candidates as of right now, and we talked to fact-checking Matt and Matt Mike Conahay, um over the weekend. Yeah, he's pushing for Brian Flores, and if you remember Brian Flores, he was a head coach for the Dolphins. He yep. was the one that uh, he was told to tank for Tua. <sighs> And then he ended up calling him out or whatever the situation that occurred and got fired for it and then put a lawsuit on the Dolphins for racism and blah, blah, blah. He's been the D.C. for Steelers now for, mm-hmm. I think, this year for sure. I don't know how long yeah, he's been there. I think it was there. just this year. Um, Brian Flores is kind of a big name, but the problem that I have with that guy is that if you look at his defensive stats as a head coach and as a D.C., he's always ranked in the top 20 of defense. That to me never teens, never ten. Yeah, it's just so that worries me. That doesn't really get the job done. I know it's a a huge upgrade because yeah. we finished thirtieth, but to me, for us to be able to get to where we want to be, I think we need to be at least top fifteen, top ten. Yeah, we have to. You know yeah. what I mean? Because defense still wins championships. I mean, you got to have a good defense. If you have an exciting offense on top of that, it's hard to be stopped. Look at the Eagles. Yeah. Look at the Bengals. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 49ers, even though their offense isn't that amazing, they struggled a little bit against the Cowboys, but yeah. the Cowboys have a great defense. Yep. A great defense 
stops a great offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So Brian Flores is one. Um, I don't really know too much about these other two, but they both fielded good defenses this year. Yeah. One of them being Sean Desay from the Seahawks. He's the associate head coach, defensive assistant. And then the Saints co-DC, Ryan Nielsen. So Nielsen is 43, Flores is 41, and Desai, or Desai, however we pronounce his name, is 39. I do think we have to get a little younger, maybe. young. For a coach. Uh For a coach. Because you figure maybe if they tried to play in the NFL, like our KOC, right? He never really had like a starting job, but he tried to play. I mean, you got to think you're going to be late 20s before you even start your coaching career. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got to work your way up. So, just reading this article that Sports Illustrated put out your Jeff Saturday. about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if the Vikings want to keep the same general defensive scheme in place that Ed Donatel put in that three-four defensive scheme, then the Saints DC or the assistant coach Desai or Desai would be the choice. He's actually a former longtime Bears assistant. He coached. Uh, he actually interviewed for the DC position last year before we hired Ed Donatel. He specializes in that Vic Fangio defense, which has been successful in the past. Hmm. Uh, but he would bring in some changes. Yeah. So I don't. I guess. Uh, look, I'm not that experienced with the three four situation, but going off of this last year, and also going off of the fact that the last time the Vikings did the three four defense was in the 80s, and we had like three or four wins or two wins. Kind of shows me that maybe that ain't the defense of the future. Yeah. You know, it's like, in judging by, like, I know we've got good players on our team. Uh, Eric Kendricks, all those guys, you know, Zadarius, Hunter. It put those guys in Hunter in coverage. Like, that's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing that? That dude's made his whole built and genetic makeup is to just rush people on the way to the quarterback. Yeah. And and he was in coverage? Yeah. You know, like. That's a mismatch all day. Yeah, um, and then Nielsen, which again I don't again I don't know much about him, but I'm reading this and it's interesting. Nielsen from the Saints, coached at the college level for 15 years before being hired as the Saints defensive line coach in 2017. He's been in that role ever since, though. Hit that uh, that title morphed to include assistant head coach in 2021 and co defensive coordinator this year. That means he's already experienced when it comes to running an entire defense. Nielsen is a defensive line guru who, which we, I think, need a little help in as far as mm-hmm. rushing the passer. He helped New Orleans finish eighth in defensive Boom. DVOA this season. So that's a top 10 that's defense. huge. Huge. Uh, it, it just says it would be interesting to see what kind of scheme and philosophy he would bring if we hired him. But I well, think that's the maybe that's the route we go. This is what you need. Is it's like You need somebody that's going to come in and look at the players we have and play with what we got. Yeah. Not say this is the scheme we're doing. No, nobody on here's ever done a three four. That's okay. We'll we'll figure it out because they didn't. You know, and, it, and I'm not knocking the players. Maybe it's that you know Ed Donatel just didn't have a grasp on the locker room or a grasp on the players, and they were like, "This is dumb." You know, yeah. if your heart's not in it, you're not going to get the best out of the player. Right, and but I do think our defensive guys played with heart at times because we did yeah. create turnovers. I just don't know the scheme itself to me is the problem because the middle of the field was wide open always the entire time and everybody knew it, it and it, we didn't change it. <laughs> it was almost like he was scheming for it to be open for them to 
Like he's daring them to do that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But then the other ends of it aren't working. Whatever, whatever, whether it was go ahead, try to wait for a second for that middle to be open so we can sack you. Cool. But we weren't getting that done either. Yeah. And you weren't even rushing people. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah, because our pass rush just was non-existent toward the end of the year. And we talked about that in early episodes this season. If Zadarius or Daniel Hunter don't get to the passer, it's like. Who else is can do it? I mean, Dalvin Thompson did a little bit, but is that was, was those are the guys? What was that dude from the Bills? Uh, Harrison came, Phillips. Harrison Phillips. You yeah. know, we, we were hoping to get a lot more out of him too, and and he didn't get it. Now, I mean, I'm going to chalk it up to the defensive coordinator. Yeah, not the players. You know, not nobody on our defense performed how they either used to or we thought they would. Yeah. You know, did they all perform well? And I think they did the best they could. Yeah, but I just think the scheme and. However, it was laid out for them. The plays they had, just no, no. You yeah, know? we need something different. We need some other players in there too. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting off season to see what all happens. Uh, obviously, Quesi or Quesi and KOC gave their end of the season. Um, I can't think of a, address. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. the State of the Union. Um, and Quesi did say that he was, you know, he expects Kirk to be our quarterback for this year. I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah. And that initial talks have started with JJ, but nothing, nothing with his agent. Or well, anything nothing like needs that. to be done. But no. Here, and, and I say this every time, and, and we'll see how this unfolds. But mm-hmm. like, you know, wh- who who is going to be our quarterback if it's not if, if somebody trades for Kirk Cousins? What if somebody wants the thing about what's perfect for us? Is nobody believes in Kirk Cousins, <laughs> yeah. you know? So nobody's going to come knocking on the door for him, right? We might get something if we try to trade for him, mm-hmm. you know. But nobody's going to come knocking on the door begging to have Kirk Cousins on their team. That's a benefit to us because I feel like his ability is greater than people believe it is. Yeah, he proved I think it he's this a great, year. Yeah, I think he's a great quarterback. Is he unbelievable? Is he Aaron Rodgers? Is he Josh Allen or you know anybody? No, but he's good. He is good, mm-hmm. and I think with the right scheme. Plus, I seen a thing the other day. He's never been on a team. What he's never had a, the same offensive coordinator for more than a year. Yeah, I know. So that's ridiculous. That will change. So, so next year he's going to be even that much more versed in it. I think you know? it was, was it Norv Turner? No, it wasn't Norv because he left. Yeah, Norv was Teddy's OC for a little bit in Sam Bradford, and then yep. Norv left. Yep, and then it was. Yeah, Zimmer never kept the same OC. No. <laughs> they always either quit or got fired, you know. And, and uh, I mean, the only thing close was we had the Sun, right? Who was our offensive coordinator three years ago? And then last year it was his son, and that sucked. And then that was the end of the Zimmer yeah, era, I can't and now remember. this year. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyway, I know his name, but he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. I just can't yep. get it off the tongue. But it, either way you look at it, it's like well, – this has got to be better for him next year. I don't know who we'd bring in that was – I mean, maybe if you wanted to shop Cousins to save on some salary cap and bring in somebody like Carr or – you know who else I thought of? Baker Mayfield. Uh, like, there's going to be <laughs> quarterbacks out there that are uh, all right, but they're cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could see, I could see that move happening, uh, be, maybe because we want to keep – Feeling, and we want to keep JJ, and we want to keep Cook. You know, these, like we want to keep these other players as a whole over Cousins, mm-hmm. and so maybe making that move. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's you gonna know? be interesting. We won't, and like I said, we we addressed this in the last episode. We won't know anything for a while, Mm-mm. and we, no. we're gonna have all these questions. But it'll be interesting to see how. I mean, I think this will be Quasi's first really real challenge because, yeah. I mean, last year he kind of came into the year where we already had it built. 
the salary cap was an issue, which he I thought he did pretty good mm-hmm. maneuvering what we had last year, but we yeah. didn't have to let any of these people go, and now we're going to have to really have those hard conversations. Well, and I, and I think so too, and I think it's going to come down to where does your alliance? I think uh, somebody tried to interview our offensive coordinator, and he yep. said, no, I don't want to because – I think something big is going on here. I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Well, maybe there's players that feel the same way, you know, that are like the Patrick Petersons and the Adam Thielens and the yeah. those guys that are kind of on the, the back end of their career, but they're like, hold on, they're building something special here. I'd rather take a pay cut and be a part of this, yeah. maybe get a ring, maybe go deep into the playoffs than I would – just to go get payday somewhere else and just suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, hopefully that's some of these conversations. I'm sure some of them won't all go that way. But no, but who knows? Adam Thielen, I think, will be a big one um, because he's such a hometown boy. and he's our, tough. It'll be a tough one. But, he, you know, because we didn't really use him this year either. I thought no. we would use him a little bit more like Cooper Same. Cup. You know what I mean? But Same. We uh, use KJ way more, and we yeah. use JJ, obviously. And, and I wonder, does that come down to – I mean, because you got to think when the ball when he when Cousins says hike and he's got the ball in his hand, it's not. It's sure it's a pre-planned. JJ's your first read, maybe right. Yeah, depending or maybe on the, maybe depending KJ's on the play, your but, first read. Yeah, yeah, maybe hey KJ should be open or across the middle. When he's not, you go to your second, third, fourth, whatever read. It just seemed like Thielen was never the first read, and no, no. and then it comes down to Cousins. So is he like? I would assume ninety percent of the time JJ's your first read, and then after that it goes to whomever. Yeah. Is is Cousins the one not feeling the feeling? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I mean but I mean, like, is that a thing? Because I don't know, Thielen man. feels like he has a lot to offer. It's hard to imagine the Vikings without Thielen. Minnesota bred, Minnesota raised. Yeah. His story is amazing. Undrafted. It gives you hope for anything you have to do in life. Yeah. And, and so it, it'd be, he, I think he was kind of battling injuries throughout the year again. Yeah. I mean, that's the issue. And so, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I think I think if anybody stays, it would be Adam. Yeah. We could probably say bye to Eric. Like I said, like I said in, in, off the airs, I was like, I can remember a time when I was like, no way the Vikings could go on without Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. There's just no way. Well. We there did. was, and we did, and, and it's okay. And I'm not no shade on Rudolph. You know, it's not saying because he wasn't good or something, but it's like it's on the back end of his career, and he didn't do anything it anywhere was, else. It ended up being a decent move, whatever. But it sucked, yeah. you know. And but yeah, so yeah, we've got exactly you say, Eric, Eric Kendricks. We maybe he's kind of the heart and soul of our defense. The same with Harrison Smith. Yeah, Harrison then Smith you, is also going to be. I could see us guys. moving on from Dalvin Cook, even though I think he's special. But I don't think this def- our offense is what, you know, I mean, he was making one-handed catches in the end zone, but, <laughs> you know, like, come on, yeah. you know. But I don't know, man. I just I mean, don't know. Nobody knows. That's why we hang out on water coolers. And this water cooler's making bubbles. And, and it's like. You know, and since it's still like, you know, playoff time, nobody's, none of these analysts are going to sit down. I mean, you might be able to find some articles in, yeah. fr- in Minnesota land that some of these beat writers and stuff diving. are deep diving into seeing exactly what we need to do, yeah. but nobody has any real answers. They're snorkeling around. Yeah. But so then you take us, so let's take our look off of the off the Vikings, look at the games this last weekend. Yeah. I was wild, bro. I wild. painted my my toenails blue went and got a pedicure with my daughter and while that game was going on i told you man and uh because i jumped on the bills train not that i didn't believe you about the 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 Bengals. i thought they were good too it's just i really wanted uh josh allen i know and all the stuff that the bills went through this year to be able to go farther i totally understand all that but um it didn't happen didn't happen they got mauled by a bangle yeah at home in snow 
Yeah, in snow. And Joe Burrow put it to him. He did. That kid is made digs throw uh, a fit. Some, he's something else, man. He is. There's something else going on he's there. He's a special kid. But then you've got the Chiefs. Even with Mahomes rolling his ankle in the first quarter or wherever it was, second uh-huh. quarter, he came out and did his thing. How about the drive, though, for the Chiefs' backup quarterback? Yeah, on Chad Henney. Two. He yeah. had to drive 98 yards for a touchdown. And Chad Henney is like 37. 70 years old. Yeah, He's 37 <laughs> years old. He's the same age as me. That's wild, bro. He's been that in the league you. for a long time. It could have been you. Long time. Dude, that's sick. So um, I think, I mean, that's just a... Andy Reid. I mean, yeah. Pat Mahomes is good that he could go anywhere else, yeah. but I think a lot of it's Andy Reid. Yep, I agree. And then you and then you make your way over to the old Niner Cowboy game. Wait, there was another one, Eagles and Giants. That sucked. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch any of it. I, I didn't. Did. It looked lame. Yeah, it was it was bad. The Giants were bad. And, but like, did you hear about I want to bring this up because okay. we know that Philly is an evil evil place. Yeah, it's an yeah, evil yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. fans are evil. Yep. Okay. Well, there was an article that came out that the Giants hotel room had a water main break. Oh, wow. So they didn't have any running water the entire time they stayed in Philadelphia. Hmm. Water main break. I bet you that water quotation. main was fixed on uh, Monday morning. When they left. You know? Yeah. Isn't that dumb? M- miraculously, it just came back on. Yeah. I, <laughs> I heard that and I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what? And like, you know, the 49ers are going to have to go into Philly. I think they get it done, but going into Philly is tough. It's, it's tough. tough. It's tough, but I do think the Niners do it because I, just like you alluded to on on the Kansas City's coach, I think the Niners have that kind of coach where I think he he can adapt, he can make changes if all healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. And in in Samuel, you got McCaffrey, you've got Kittle. You got Ayuk. You got yeah. you know, and, and Brock Purdy, who hasn't turned the ball over seven Brock to zero. Freaking Purdy, bro. Mister Irrelevant. And, and some of his throws that he made were like, all right, this kid has got what it takes, man. He makes good I like decisions. It. I like it. He does make good decisions, you know, and so that's going to be the game. I man. wonder if uh, I wonder if Philly fans are going to throw unopened beer cans at the 49ers kids that walk in there trying to go to the game. Yeah, God, uh-huh. they're pieces of poopy. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The Niners and the Eagles, I think personally, are the strongest two teams in the NFL as a whole. Yeah. Going into the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. whether it's the Chiefs or the Bengals against either one of them teams, do you think it's going to be a lopsided victory? No. I well, I mean, you always hope for a good game. Yeah. The Rams and Bengals was a good game. Yeah. Um, Because you don't want what happened in the national championship between Georgia and TCU. No. You don't want a sixty-two to seven game. Where it's just lame. We don't want that. No. So I think it'll be a good game no matter what, okay. no matter who plays. But I do think that the Bengals will win it all, and I do think that the Bengals will play the 49ers, and that will be a fun little game. It will. It kind of brings back a little rivalry that happened in the early days between Joe Montana and the Bengals at Boomer Esiason. Wow. Yeah. That's... I don't know. I could also see, though, I could also see a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. I, yeah. Either way, the Bengals are going. You think the Bengals are you strong about that? Yep. What is the Chiefs and the Niners? What if it's Chiefs and Eagles? Those Chiefs, I mean, I won't care. I, I think if it's Chiefs and nothing, I'm not saying the Chiefs can't beat the Bengals. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is I do think the the strength of the Niners and the Eagles could easily golf up the Chiefs. Yeah. But I, I'll be honest, I'm kind of a Chiefs fan, Mahomes fan. I like their little dynasty that they're building. Right. Or whatever. Like they're kind of be they're kinda of like what the Vikings are gonna be. You right. know what I mean? Like he's been to five straight AFC championship games. Yeah. That's huge. That's wild. It is. But here's the reason why I think Joe Burrow will win it all. What? A special. 
but he lost last year. He yeah. lost last year. He has one of the worst offensive light lines in the league, but yeah. he's been able to adapt to it. Yeah. Some of the throws and the plays that he makes with not only his feet, it's just unreal. But he's just something, there's something about that kid, man. Yeah, man. And then I think that if he goes to another Super Bowl, if he loses, it's fine, because he'll be back again next year. Yeah. But if he loses in, or if he goes to the Super Bowl, he's not going to lose. Yeah. He's that got that winner mentality, man. Yeah. He will put his foot on your throat. Something that I wish Kirk Cousins had. Yeah, I concur. Here's something I seen the other day, just to freak everybody out. And this is a reality we have to face. Joe Burrow and Chase, Jamar yeah. Chase, yeah. right? And Justin Jefferson played on a team together. They did. So I'm watching this cute little TikTok somebody made where oh, they're yeah, like that's fake. It's it's Jamar Chase and he, or it's Jamar yeah. And it's Joe Burrow and they're doing their thing and oh, they're yeah. cute and they're like joking, like, Man, you did it and stuff and let's go eat pretzels or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden at one of them in the middle they were like, Where's JJ? And I'm like, It hit me, bro. I was like, Oh no. What if they do that? They could do that. They like, could do they that. could do that because I could see somebody like Justin Jefferson being like, man, I could, I don't need to get money. I mean, I I can get money. I'm just gonna go play and with I my homies. I go over here with my homies. And I want we a could national just, title, and we could just start dinging with people the most like proficient, proficient offense that college football has yeah. ever seen. And I always wondered. I never looked into this, and I personally don't know what the relationship was between Chase and Jefferson and Burrow. No, they're best friends. I assumed they were all good friends, but. You mean to tell me there was never a competitive nature between the two because they're both number ones? Yeah. And if they get on the same team, theoretically, that sounds great. (sighs) But the ball, there's only one ball. And there's only one QB, and he's got to pick and choose. As a a defensive coordinator, you got to figure out who the hell you're covering. Well, I think think Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, they, they they don't have a Stephon Diggs mentality. And it was pretty. I mean, JJ would get throw show some frustration a little bit here and there, but it was right. mostly when we were losing. Yeah, it wasn't that he was getting the ball. He was always very supportive of his teammates. Yeah. who was getting the ball. He was always right there congratulating him, doing yep. the gritty with yep. them. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and Jamar Chase is the same way, and that was evident even in college because you know they work together. Yeah, and Joe is he's a stand up kid, man. Like he's also he's also not that. Type kind of, of guy, type yeah. of guy. I'm just what saying, I mean? bro. Definitely like, humble and what if what if it's one of those things where like it's uh you know what Adams from the Packers like I'm gonna go play with my college buddy. Oh man, you know, but <laughs> that didn't turn out well. No, it didn't turn out no, well at all. But it's like still, you know what I mean? What if it's something like that and JJ gone? But, uh, well, hey, we okay. have him on their contract for two years, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But yeah, I, it's something that we're gonna have to talk about. Final thoughts. I, everybody thinks we're going to be blowing up our team and starting over, and I don't. I think Quasey's going to figure something out, and maybe we're going to lose some players. We might lose a couple key players. I get that. Yep. But I do think we have another year, maybe two, until J.J.'s out of this five-year situation before we really have to blow this thing up. Yep, and, um, and you're right. I think our offense stays intact, but we're going to have to do a complete overhaul in our defense because a lot of our defensive players are the ones that are bringing up these salary cap issues besides Adam Thielen, but we can find another Adam Thielen if we do let him go, you know what I mean, because yeah. he's the third or fourth option anyways in this offense. We might have to let Dalvin Cook go, but we still have Alexander Madison. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a free agent, but I bet he signs. If we let Dalvin Cook go, we re-sign Alexander Madison in my opinion. I could yeah. be wrong. Or we let both of them go and we can draft somebody because yeah. there's running backs. Are, there's, we got Ty Chandler. There's always good running backs in the draft. Always. Yeah, and Ty's still going to be on his rookie deal. He was injury riddled this year or whatever, but yeah. maybe we roll forward with him because our 
team isn't so dependent on a running back. Yeah, I just doubt that we let a caliber, or if we let both of them go versus one of them. In my opinion, I think KOC and Quasi figures out a way to keep Dalvin Cook because yeah. he's just who he is in our locker room as a leader yeah. and just a top five running back. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I think there'll be teams looking for him though, and I depending on what they and come if we calling can, for. Yeah, if we can make a good deal and it makes sense, and you know, cool. But I'm just saying, I think that that the the goal would be to try to figure out a way to keep him. Do you think, and I've heard it said, Kirk Cousins loves our team and he wants to stay here and retire kind of a Viking. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I didn't hear it come from Kirk Cousins' mouth. I'm just saying I've heard it. Do you think there comes a time in someone's life like him where he says, you know what, I'll take a pay cut if you spend this money on an alignment or two so I'm not getting beat to crap? Yeah, he definitely needs to get a restructure going on. And like he drives a minivan anyways. Yeah, he seems like he's a frugal dude. Yeah. Whether he's got to take care of his whole harem of family or whatever, you know, I don't know. But I always wonder to myself, why do you need so much money, you know? Well, if you actually look at his contract, I mean, he's when he got signed that $84 million, it was definitely top-tier quarterback money. Yep. Now he's now it's not, not in the now, top 10. I don't think he's in the top 10 now. No. So it's Kirk's, Kirk's contract isn't the problem. And he did restructure, what, last a year, year, last year? Yeah. year before or whatever. So I, yeah. his number isn't the – No. I mean, the original number that we paid him caused these problems, but, you know, now he's not an issue. So, But I wonder if he's he likes where he's at, too, if he'll be ironing that contract out, extending it a little bit to be yeah. a part of it. And we'll see what happens within this next year and the moves yeah. that we have to make, but there's going to be a lot of moves. I hope we don't stay quiet because, obviously, there's a lot of things and a lot of holes that we're going to have to fill. Remember, like, the Packers, they didn't do anything last year. And look at the mm-hmm. season that they had. You- Even though they made some – you know, made a run to try to make a playoff. You know, they still missed it. Yep. Final thoughts on uh, who's playing this coming weekend. Who's going to win Eagles Niners? I'm going to say Niners. I'm going to go Niners as well. Who's going to win Chiefs or Bengals? You already know the answer. I'm going to say Chiefs just to be different. Okay, fine. All right, let's go. And then I'm going to say the Bengals win it all. (laughs) Well, and I'm thinking the Niners are going to be tough to beat. They are. So, but are you going to go with the Niners, or are you just thinking? I, I think I'm going to go with the Niners. On that this is one. a cool little story. I like I'm Brock Purdy. Go. That'd be cool. But then he'll you know, be the quarterback for, what are they going to do with Trey Lance? I don't know. What man. are they going to do with Jimmy G? They're going to trade for Cousins and give us Trey Lance. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want any part of that. Do I don't you? either. Well, uh, yeah, another couple weekends of football, and we can start getting into the offseason and figure out what we're going to do and start making moves. Hopefully we have a new D.C. within the next couple of weeks. I bet it might not be until after the Super Bowl, but uh, hopefully we make that higher rather soon so we can start looking at the mm-hmm. scheme that we're going to implement, the players we're going to put in, all that good stuff is yet to come. It's going to be an interesting offseason, Brandon. Yes, sir. I look forward to chatting with you. Skull! Vikings Water Cooler Talk with Stitch and BJ is hosted by Mitchell Stafford, a.k.a. Stitch, and Brandon Jones, a.k.a. BJ. Produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez, audio or audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. This was a Home Slice Podcast Network production.